make sure everything comes up. It looks like it did. Check, check. Yeah, we are good, man. It is Saturday. It's February now, isn't it? I think no, it, it, almost February. Almost, almost. <laughs> it's almost February, but it's February and everything's still going to hell. And we're still here to chronicle it. It's the Crazy Town Podcast. We took some weeks off the holidays and such. We've had a busy couple of weekends with comedy shows and what have you. We just decided to put this on the back burner for a couple of weeks. Um, But we are back. We are back to chronicle what's going down. Uh, And the first thing that caught my attention was for the first time and ever, uh, Republicans are talking about slashing the defense budget. They're talking about taking money out of the defense budget for the first time ever. And I can only assume this is because of the war raging on in the Ukraine. They're watching what the Russians are actually capable of right now and deciding, I think we've overspent. (laughs) I don't think anybody else on the planet has actually spent as much money as we have, uh, nor can hold a candle to what the hell we're doing. I mean, Russia just test fired two ICBMs into the Bering Strait just to see if they still worked. (laughs) I mean, that's where this everybody is talking right now. If you go to the Joe Rogan podcast, if you go to any podcast right now that talks about the war in the Ukraine, they are selling World War Three and the apocalypse and a nuclear war uh, like it is a surefire thing. The reality of the situation is that, yes, Russia controls the biggest nuclear arsenal in the world. Maybe 30 percent of it still works. Maybe. I mean, it's like you've got to understand this is this is 80 year old technology that has been sitting in bunkers uh, untouched and unchecked for about that amount of time. Russia and the Soviet Union has lost more nuclear weapons than they might still have in stock now. And I wish that were a joke. But that's why every James Bond movie that comes out involves some Eastern European badass trying to sell a nuclear arm because they just lost a bunch of them during the Cold War. They could be anywhere on the planet right now. They could be with anybody. They could be, yes, so that's why we get James Bond movies that involve nuclear weapons. That's why we see every spy movie there is. There's a rogue nuclear weapon. You ask yourself, how do these people steal a nuclear weapon? They didn't have to steal it. They found it. I mean, they found that is who Russia is. And the Republicans and the Department of Defense have finally stepped back and said, you know what? I think we're spending a bit too much on our defense budget. I mean, Like, in reality, we know that China has more people in their army than they do guns. You know what I mean? Like, that's not an issue. When China goes to war with somebody, they literally throw hordes of bodies over hilltops just so we waste bullets putting them down. That's how China does war. We know this. Half their army is starving. They're really not that big a threat. Economically, different story. Yes, we can dial back the defense spending a little bit. Maybe we reinvest a little bit in the education. Maybe we try to get some of these uh, uh, kids that are coming up right now to not want to be influencers for the rest of their life. You know, <laughs> maybe we have a renaissance of science and mathematics in this country. You know, maybe we don't have to watch this next generation coming up uh, be maybe one of the most useless uh, 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 selfish and catered to generations, oh, maybe ever. I mean, the iPad generation is on its way up, and I'm fucking scared of what these kids are not willing to do. You know what I mean? Everything is going to be from the other side of an iPad screen, uh, and hopefully, hopefully, we can maybe take some of this Defense Department money and we can say science is fun too. You know, maybe let's build an engine. Maybe let's, you know, drill our own oil. Maybe let's not rely on Japan for all of our robotics and mathematics. Maybe we bring some of this stuff back in-house. But hey, that's just me being optimistic. Jay, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, and I agree. This We have a big gap in the steam programs first it was stem yeah i was steam and steam is only for like a 10 percent of the young population yeah man and it should be more than that because i'm a person that have always watched um future movies yes like far in the future yeah, yeah, yeah. and the common thing that i always see no one cares about your sports 
Right. No one cares about influencers. All they care about is can you help us take over the world, survive yeah, yeah, yeah. the world? Like we need engineers, we need scientists, right. we need harder culture. They like we we need gardeners. We need porn. Yes. We need cab drivers. We yes. need security. Right. <laughs> These right. are the things that are essential to live in apocalyptic times. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And if we're going to rebuild after this nuclear war that they're selling us so heavily on, then we're going to need scientists and engineers and creative people uh, because I don't think dancing in front of the burned down ruins <laughs> of a Ukrainian city is really going to do much to bring the city back into fruition. You know what I mean? I don't think uh, doing the ALS ice bucket challenge uh, from the middle of a nuclear wasteland is really going to solve much. But hey, I could be wrong. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's something I don't understand uh, in that, you know, uh, these dances are bringing people together, you it, know? It's funny because I, I just seen an episode of Leverage. You ever seen Leverage? Yes. So they had a, a new season. Just now I just seen an episode that uh, Elliot has a bomb guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and he asked the bomb guy to bring him a, a, a nuke. Yeah. For yeah. 30 years that was that was so-called dormant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's still active. And they get to play out these these storylines. And because, these are true yeah. facts. So they, they are, like you said, lost bombs and Yeah. Military. The Soviet <laughs> Union lost so many nuclear weapons, dude. I mean, they just lost them. You know, it's not like keys. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's like when I worked for Speedway. If I lost something, at least I had to like answer my corporate boss. Why did you lose that pack of cigarettes? I wouldn't tell them I stole them, <laughs> but you know, you'd make up some shit and they didn't even have to do that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, yes, maybe we will get thrown into a nuclear war, but at the same time, again, how much of the, the Russian stockpile actually fucking works? Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then on top of that, the United States is sending M1, like 100 M1 Abrams tanks oh, yeah, over yeah. the Ukraine right now, uh, which is the, the, the tanking equivalent of uh, uh, Rocky. I mean, Rocky, <laughs> motherfucker. I mean, it's like he, he always won. Rocky always won. Somehow. He beat the shit out of that Russian. And that's what the M1 Abrams, it's like the M1 Abrams is a tank designed to level a city block in the most efficient way possible. It's a beautiful piece of equipment. Yeah. Uh, and and it's it's what we're... I think our Defense Department genuinely sent the M1 Abrams tank to the Ukraine just to see what the fuck it would do. This is like the first time that since really it's, it's implementation from production, we get to see what it does against actual Russian hardware in a war setting. You right. know what I mean? I'm sure there's just somebody like, I just want to see pictures like that's it you know what i mean like i don't give a shit i just want to see what, what it does happened, what happened what happened to safe simulations they're not fun dude it's like <laughs> we talked about weeks ago on this podcast war is fun for poor people simulations only get you so far eventually you want to see a very crude tiktok of the ukrainian front line you want to see these people really in that you want to hear the heavy breathing and it's like, oh, yeah, you don't want to be there. No, you know what I mean? No, no, no. But we like it. It's fun for us. You know what I mean? I it, it, It's just and so you see what's going on in the Ukraine. And again, you see the Russian fighting and you just go, yeah, we don't need to spend this much on our defense. Bar. I mean, apparently these guys weren't bluffing. They are just spending as little as they're spending. I mean, it's like we have blown it out, dude. <laughs> Uh, it, it's it's genuinely amazing, and I I'm excited to see what an M1 Abrams does. I mean, it's because I somehow got on that algorithm on TikTok where I just get the Ukrainian front, you know, raw footage uh, before it gets taken down or whatever, and it's incredible. I mean, I genuinely, I mean, I feel for those people, and nobody should have to get. But I mean, God damn, what a production! I what get, a production! I get raw, I get raw footage too. Um, of asses and people doing twerks. Yes. <laughs> I don't Dude, know if it's equivalent to yours. But. I had to get off, like, I had to find myself off of that algorithm because TikTok forces <laughs> that on you. It's like TikTok realizes, like, okay, this is a guy and horniness sells. So I am just going to throw him all of these thirst traps. 
And I look at him and I go, dude, this chick is no older than 17. She cannot be of legal fucking age right now. And they're like flashing their nudes and shit. And they think they're being creative about it. But it's like anybody who's been in the same room as a computer can, I mean, very easily just, I mean, take that little video of yours and extract whatever the fuck they want, pull the filters off. And it's like, the, it's like, dude, I, it, it, it's so fucking cringy. Between it's, TikTok and Instagram now, they do all this soft, per, soft porn. Dude, it's wild. That's what it? it is. Our society is just boiling like, down soft no porn. One, no one's... Uh, uh, flagging them at all. No, it is it's getting tons and tons of views and like I'm like so. But, but if I have an opinion about something real, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get flagged. They, we, yeah, they don't <laughs> give a fuck about your opinion. They, it's like your opinion. Get the hell out of here with that. This wasn't built. This social media wasn't built for opinions. It was built for assholes. It was built for literal assholes. I mean, it's like I talked about it a couple weeks ago. It, it's like I had this girl. She was a friend of mine on Facebook. She started in OnlyFans. And the only reason I knew she started in OnlyFans is because she was advertising in her Facebook story. So it's like I'm waking up at 730 in the morning. Just I mean, you open up Facebook just to see what's going on. And then bam, I got a shot of your asshole. I've got a shot of this chick's asshole where her asshole is replacing the O in OnlyFans. You know what I mean? It's wow. like, why the fuck wow. do I have to end? It's like, you know, it's like there's a hundred dudes on her page who are just like, yeah, this is totally fine to me. I don't see the, it's like, dude, I haven't even gotten out of bed yet. I mean, this is nuts, man. <laughs> this, this world is burning, man. It's fucking burning. But I also believe that money well is going to dry up in the next year or two. It has to. I don't get it. I, I, I mean, I, I, I get it, but I don't get it. Right. And I'm saying, like, porn is free. Yes. Like, if that's you, you, what's your goal? Like, I, 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 I get they make money from it, and they do, but I don't know how. Because, like, in my mind, this would have been helpful when I was 17. Yeah. Like, like OnlyFans would have been great when I was younger. Yeah. Because we didn't have this was access. Right. Now, it doesn't make sense. We have access. Because it's people <laughs> you know. It's people that you kind of have. It's it's weird because it's like I, I'm a Twitch streamer. Obviously, we're on fucking Twitch. Um, but it's like I have, you know, female Twitch friends who have OnlyFans. And the people that subscribe to them are the people that come to her Twitch channel and because they know her in some way. And it adds like this intimate connection to these fucking losers that are just I mean, and because it's like in reality. That's what I classify these people as. I'm not, it's like, I can't get angry or I can't be upset that these girls are making so much money on OnlyFans. I can be upset at the guys who are just dumping money hand over fist, not even knowing the price tag half the time when they hit the subscribe button, not realizing it's $20 a month and they subscribe for a year, not realizing they just spent like $400. You know what I mean? They're just like, oh, I'm supporting her. And it's like, no, nah, man, you are fucking dumb like you are the problem and it's like what's going to end up happening i think in the next year or two is a those people are going to run out of money uh and b these sites are going to start charging more for people to be on them i think the the uh strategic building of how the the profitability works mm -hmm. is just going to be changed so much that it just kind of becomes not as worth it so not as many people are going to do it uh and in turn it's just going to kind of shut off the money well a little bit now how they could they they'll 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 make you subscribe to only fans to have someone who has only yes exactly the, the, the double Yes, the, the, you'll have to pay $5 hit. a month to have the OnlyFans account, and then you'll have to pay another mm -hmm. 5 to $20 a month for each individual mm -hmm. account you want to subscribe to. Yeah, it's going to be because what they found at the end of last year was that the ad revenue was way down. Nobody was making as much on ads as they thought they would. Uh, so that's why Twitch has gotten so fucking terrible with them where they're just blasting people with advertisements. You go to a new channel you've never been to before, you're watching three minutes of ads. No yeah. question. Yeah. No question. And it's like, how do you expect channel growth out of that? Uh, but at the same time, you look at like OnlyFans and sites that, you know, rely on banner ads. Mm -hmm. uh, they're only going to become more prevalent. There's only going to become more advertising on those pages uh, where it just simply looks like spam. And with ad spam comes malware because not all it like, I mean, it's like 99% of advertising is legit. 1% of it is some guy with an adware program trying to get it onto your computer. Yep. And when you see, uh, um, 
those like we all know them those sketchy links on the sides of the pages where you're for like some program you'd never heard of before that just looks alluring for some reason and it's mostly because of titties or scampily clad you know what i mean and uh and so it's like that's malware in some way those people are also in the advertising space uh so i mean once you start seeing that more prevalent on websites those websites then get a reputation that this is an unsafe site. And then, it, yeah. I mean, it'll come right down to the Apple store or, you know, Safari or the McAfee security system or Google Chrome, uh, just soft blocking people from pages, right. you know, popping up that warning going, hey, this is a malicious site. If you want to continue here, you can, but we just need you to know this. Right. And, you know, I would say six out of 10 people turn around at that point. Yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, you'll see that turnaround, I think, in the next two years. Um, but again, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. We might just be going to nuclear war and we'll be depending on OnlyFans money to fund the war. We will be calling these women heroes. <laughs> we'll be calling these women heroes as they're just it's heroes. Yes, sheroes, <laughs> man. I mean, that's yeah, right. Well, they'll be out there flashing their titties for war cash. You know what I mean? It'll be, you know, and we'll be over on the front lines and and we'll be screaming, those women back home are the true warriors. They're the true champions of this fight. You know, scratch, 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 scratch. They are the real warriors, you know. Uh, you know, show your titties more. Scratch, scratch, scratch. You know, uh, but it'll be, you know, it'll be a very interesting couple of years, I think. Um, what's going on in your world, man? You hit me up this morning and it was just kind of almost random. You were just like, let's do a podcast now. And I was just like... <laughs> You sure you don't want to go to therapy first, Jay? Like maybe talk some things out there first and then roll through my place. So, uh, my my grandmother always told me to try to lead with the with, with the good first and then hit him with the bad afterwards. Okay. So let's go with the good first. All the, right. The good is next week. Yes. Uh, your boy Josh, me, myself, and a couple of other Mike Terry, Mister Jackson, Jackson, yeah, and uh, we're. We're going to be doing a nice Valentine's Day esque uh, comedy show called Love Don't Cost a Thing. So the eight, oh, it costs fifteen dollars. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean it's, the ticket's fifteen dollars to get to the show, but the love that you feel inside the room is free. Fifteen dollars to get in the door. The love inside is free. Hey, so wait, it's you've been to the show. It's an day. all you can eat so, love buffet. I mean, like. Fifteen dollars is really actually a fucking bargain. We're, it really we're, is. We're, we're, we 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 are uh, providing. Yes. Uh. Yeah. I mean, because we pack that room every time, and the awesome thing is, is that uh, the people that show up to those shows at the HK Lounge are actually looking for a comedy show. Like they're actually trying to laugh. So it's you get great crowd engagement. Uh, Karen Rontowski on the last one was our headliner. Yes. And she fucking killed. She killed. I mean, people were talking amongst themselves in the crowd. Uh, not realizing the caliber of comedy they were going to see in Utica, New York. Absolutely. Uh, so that was a really, really cool thing to see. And the shows at the HK Lounge are only getting better because that's, I mean, the business is only getting more popular as time goes on. And that, that's my goal. That's always been, that's been my goal for, for a long time is to target our local businesses who are basically the, the minorities with in this corporate commercial era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they they come in, they swallow up all of our landscape and all of the landmarks and the historical spaces for shit that no one asks yeah, for. Yeah, goddamn corporate carpetbaggers <laughs> coming down and stealing all of our land, you know? That's what they are. I mean, is it, yeah, it, we're talking about, yeah, getting that new Stewart's over across from uh, the, the Speedway on Genesee Street and knocking down a, you know, a mom-and-pop cafe. Uh, you, because we need another gas station on that block. That'll just be the fourth one. Uh, you know, I I, uh, I got into it with, with someone mutual to us who uh, recently, and yeah. I, don't, I don't want to name blast. Fuck him. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, you know, I don't like getting bogged down in some semantics. Yeah, right? yeah. You can have your opinion, whatever. But my 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 goal is is to keep people alive. Yeah, yeah. You don't know the actual struggle people are going through because you seeing it from your point of view, right? But but, but when you you're in the inside, you're a fucking human with a human heart. You can understand the detriment 
this has on people. Yes. On people, people's lives. Some people, it is the only livelihood. And it's a trickle effect. Yeah, yeah. It's a domino effect that you don't even see because you're in your little bubble. Yes. And I, and I always say, I pray that your bubble don't pop, that you have to go through what other citizens, other residents are going through. Yeah. People who are trying to just make a dollar out of 15 cents, man. Yes. Yes. Do you, they, who, who don't come from long, long money, who not mob, who got mob ties or mafia ties. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't have that. And for, and for you to, 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 to be okay with the fallout of it, you're, you're, you're a dick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think anybody who is just willing to kind of uh, give up a part of their community, give up a part of uh, what makes their kind of individual community special just for this uh, larger idea of I, I wanting to be like something else almost, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like they just want to give up the uniqueness of this area and make it like something else that supposedly works, but probably doesn't. And that like, that's the vibe I get off of this. It's like, try to be something else that might work. Uh, and it's like, no nah, man, it's like, this area exists and it was successful for a reason. And we got to get back to that. You know what I mean? And we got to figure out what that is um, rather than just try to knock down everything that made this unique and cover it up with, like you said, uh, corporate nonsense that just, I mean, flushes everybody else out, just kind of like makes the entire community feel rejected unless you join on to the, uh, the new corporate wave, the new um, gentrification wave. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't glom onto that, you're going to be on the outside from now on. And it's like, dude, fuck that, man. Fuck yeah, that. Yeah. I never want it. It's like, uh, that was... That was a lot of the reason I think that I was so eager to leave my hometown was just that, like, they live in this mentality that it's like, if you aren't like us, if you don't see the world like I see the world, A, you can change the way you see the world so you see it like me and we agree, or uh, I'm going to ostracize you and we're going to make sure you're on the outside. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. what I'm starting to get from this community as well, where it's like, we want to change. We kind of want to gentrify. We want to corporatize. We want to put up a big, beautiful hospital and have no fucking plan. You know what I mean? We want to put up a new Stewart's and take down a cafe. We want to do all this, like, uh, the traffic pattern and shit like that. We want to change up fundamentally how this city does business uh, just to uh, maybe look more like Buffalo. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Buffalo is a fucking dump. <laughs> right. Like Buffalo fucking sucks. I got no problem saying that Buffalo, New York is one of the armpits of this nation. People who live in Buffalo don't want to live in Buffalo. No, it, like that. It's like, that's one of those cities that, and I'm sure there's a lot of dumb fucks that live in Buffalo and they're like, I fucking love it. And that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Go die in a snowstorm. Go snowmobile riding with your fucking six pack and whatever. I don't give a shit. But most of the people I would say in Buffalo are like, fuck this area. I need to leave. And we kind of want to be more like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we want to take on that, you know, uh, and I, I don't I don't get it. I, I think it's fucking gross. I think it's it's just icky. And it, it, like you said, we're seeing it from top to bottom. Right. We're seeing it from uh, the overall corporate structure of the city and how we're trying to do business all the way down to the individual communities like the comedy community and how mm -hmm. people are willing to do business with the stand up comedians. Uh, or, you know, how we're perceived in the community. Um, and it's like trying to get anybody in this community to give a fuck about anything outside themselves is impossible. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I realized very quickly is that these people just suck. Uh, well, I wouldn't say all of them. I would say 70%. Uh, I mean, they just don't give a shit. How many times have we done a comedy show that it's like, you know, you've gotten an outreach of hundreds of people in this area, but nobody showed up. Nobody liked the post. Nobody shared the post. No, it's like, it's like these people are so superficial that, I mean, it shows in every way. And there's communities all across the nation that deal with the same thing. Mm -hmm. And all you've got, I mean, it's like all you can do is try to rise above it, like you said, and just be that, like, 
that little beacon that's just like, no, we're not all like this. Like we're like some of us are trying to make a living. Unfortunately, like a lot of those communities across the nation, those people end up leaving. Like they just go, okay, this isn't worth my time. You people are stuck here. You're stuck in your ways. I'm just going to go somewhere else where they give a fuck and I can excel. And that's what they do. I mean, we've seen it time after time with the Syracuse comedians, the Utica comedians that get down to New York city. And then all of a sudden it's like, they have a career. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like so many people come from this area and go anywhere else to any comedy hub. And they all of a sudden just get a career because they've worked hard here and shit, but the community just held them down. They were just, no, we're not going to your shows. We're not going to give a fuck. Uh, we're not going to help you sell tickets. And then the moment they get out of here, anybody else looks at them and just goes, holy shit, dude, you're talented. Like, I mean, that's, you know, and that's the sad reality of living here. Really? Yeah, no, yeah. And so so that's, that's like, you know, it's funny you say that because this year I have a goal for this year. Every year I have a goal. And this year my, my goal is to make the make a resume from from having 12, but well, it'll be 13. I'm speaking ahead. Yeah. 13 sold out shows. Yeah. For this whole year. And that's going to be my resume. And it's by the end of this year, along with everything else, yep. this is going to be enough. That's it. I I gave it everything else yeah. I can do to try to bring some life back into this community, yeah. some culture back into the community, and help everybody. Yes, come to come turn that day. We need each other. We we have to support each other in any endeavor that we have. Right. Otherwise, we we're, we're going to lose to all the people with all the millions of dollars. Yes. And you just just gonna sit back and keep getting fucked in the ass. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I don't know about anybody else. I don't want to be sodomized. <laughs> I'm good on that. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm I'm set. You know. You know what I'm saying like I I. So hey, I'm gonna give it my all, and if it if whatever happens, it's gonna happen. But I'm gonna be the the one. Yeah, yeah. So like you know what? I tried. I tried. Right. Nobody will ever when, be able when, to say when, you didn't no try. One, no one else care. I tried. Yes. And I'm just going to continue with my life because like, I have goals that I want to reach. And I'm getting too old to be doing certain shit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's so. kind of what it all boils down to is like, you know, how much time do you feel like wasting? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, and you eventually like you'll lay down in bed some night and you'll realize th- like how finite your time is on this planet. And you're going to say to yourself, I'm already 30 or I'm already 35. I'm already 40. I'm already whatever. Uh, and realize that it's like, this is coming to an end. Like I'm not going to be here forever. I'm not even going to be here for a long time. You know what I mean? I'm just going to be here for the next, if God's good to me, 40 years. Uh, and it's like, eventually you're going to have that moment where you realize that like, I've wasted a lot of time or I'm wasting time right now. Just shouting just another voice at the shouting match and nobody's going to hear me leave yeah so just leave go anywhere else you know uh so it sucks but you know it's kind of how i feel where we're at in this community and so tonight uh at 7 p.m to 10 p.m i will be uh throwing a fundraiser for my friend Dwayne clatt at the Southern mm-hmm. Comfort Barbecue, where it was the raspberry, the same place yeah. that they're trying to build the stewards yep. at, and to help him transition. And in, in his trend in his transition from being fucked over yeah. royally. Yes. And you you know, and, and 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 I'm praying that it's packed house yeah i'm praying that everybody come out and really support who 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 give the fuck about local business local, local business just like that's what it boils down to you don't have to give a shit about that individual business but just the idea that like we're going to be shuttering businesses just to let these corporate entities walk in because uh they're going to show you the profit margin that they're going to make there and it's like oh, okay that looks more appealing than this mom and pop cafe uh, so yes, we will give you this land. Um, it's really fucking gross, man. I mean, it's like 
at some point you do sit back and you like look at laws like uh um uh eminent domain and shit oh, like that yeah, yeah. and you just go man when was this america you know what i mean when was the, like when could i just like buy a piece of land and not have to worry that at some point a government agent's going to walk up to my door and just go we're building a freeway here goodbye uh, or this corporate entity wants to build a gas station where you live, and we decided it's the best thing for the town, so goodbye. Uh, here's pennies on the dollar for what you paid for your property, by the way. Get the fuck out. Uh, and it's it's like they can do it unceremoniously. They can do it without your fucking opinion, without your thought. You know, And it's just like you see things like eminent domain. Uh, you, you, I mean, all the way to like just the... The nanny state government where, you know, um, they talk about, you know, can we smoke? Are we going to be able to smoke cigarettes by the end of the year? Are they going to be classified as illegal? Everybody knows cigarettes are terrible for you. I know cigarettes are terrible for me. But you want to know what? Sometimes we just have vices. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, sometimes people like to drink. Sometimes people like to smoke cigarettes, smoke pot, whatever it might be. I don't need a nanny state government telling me uh, what I can and can't do in my leisurely time. Like, if I'm not hurting people, if I'm not being a menace to society, like, that's kind of the thing, right? That was, I thought what the entire nation was built. Like, that's, that's what my history teachers taught me. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, my history teachers taught me that like America is this cool land of the freedom. And then you kind of grow up and you just go, Oh, it's not no. like this place. Uh, I mean, it, it like, it's got redeeming values. Believe me. I is like, I don't think this country is a, you know, I, I'm not one of these people who's going to sit here and be like, Oh, everything we did was wrong. We've made a lot, a lot of wrong decisions since like fucking Korea. But like, uh, you know, it doesn't mean we're totally wrong. It, it just means I think we're misguided right now. And, uh, I think that's what a lot of people just get lost in the weeds over is that, you know, oh my God, America is a falling empire. America is going to no. No, it's not. Yeah. Hey, we're misguided right now. <laughs> this can be corrected. We just need to want to correct it. Like, that's the thing. And we're so fucking uh, uh, into our phones. We're so into TikTok. We're so into looking at 17-year-old girls and their thongs that it's just like, oh, yeah, I can ignore all of this. I can ignore all of the shit that's going on in the Ukraine. I can ignore the fact that every time I turn around, our DOD is sending another $22 billion to the Ukraine. What the fuck do they need it for? You know, I mean, I know what they need it for. But I, why is it on us? That's what I'm asking. You know what I mean? Uh, especially when there's a lot of unanswered questions uh, that are keeping this war going that from the Ukrainian side, you just go, you guys need to start clarifying some things or maybe go to the peace table because this is dragging on and Russia is very clear about what they want. They're like, yo, we want Donbass. We want this other little region. We're going to annex this and we're going to take back and you can have the fucking rest or whatever. But there are regions in the Ukraine where there are ethnic Russians that want to be Russian. And those are the reasons. And it, do you like we're just sitting here going freedom. Freedom, freedom for everybody, freedom for everybody. And it's like, that's not an answer. That's not an answer to a war, dude. Like you can't just go around screaming freedom. We just did that for 20 years in the Middle East. The moment we left, they said enough of that shit. All right. Like that's that. That was insane. Okay. Let's go back to what we were doing. You know, it doesn't work, you know? So it's like at some point. Yes, the Ukrainian, but but my greater point is just that it's like every time we turn around, they're sending $22 billion over. You know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, communities across the nation are suffering. And it's like I've often said, if you took a billion dollars, just a single billion dollars, and then you divided it up between each school district in this country, you would change the game of easily. You would change the game of education. You would change the fucking game of education. You know what I mean? But they're just so unwilling to do that. We're just going to tack another $22 billion onto the Ukraine receipt. You know what I mean? (laughs) For what? I mean, and it's like we, you know, as a nation, we sit here and we say we're this capitalist. We're this brilliant uh, business fucking uh, democratic society. And we, you know, thrive on big business and all this nonsense. And it's like nobody's asking just a very simple question here. What is going to be the return on our investment in the Ukraine? Like, and we're spending all of this money. We're sending all of this shit over. 
like at the end of this war, okay, like do you let's say best case scenario, which probably won't happen, the Ukraine wins. Uh, like 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 unparalleled the Ukraine wins this war. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's no negotiations for peace. They've kicked Russia out and they've even thought about going into Russian territory. They've won unilaterally. Best case scenario, right? Do you think they're going to turn around and say, here's your $22 billion back and let's ship you back those tanks? No, you count that money as a loss, dude. I mean, like that's, 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 that's the reality of what's going to happen. Now, worst case scenario is that the Ukraine gets fucking steamrolled, you know, because when the Ukrainian war machine breaks, it's going to break down hard. And like, it's doing a great job, man. They're doing fucking great. But I think the moment this thing starts to break down, it's going to break down hard. And it's like, okay, worst case scenario, the Ukraine gets fucking steamrolled. We've lost the money. And we've pissed off Russia. You know what I mean? They just took the Ukraine, you know? Uh, So it's like, you know, either way we look at this, that money is a loss. And we're so unwilling to just kind of look at what's going on inside our own nation and be like, maybe we could take a billion a billion dollars out of the 22 billion we're sending the UK and we could just do anything with it that might, might, you know, help maybe. I mean, because that's our track record as well is that we do a lot of maybe helping, right? It's a lot of like, theoretically, we're going to help you, but at the end of the day, probably not, you know, it's, it's very simple. So it's like, um, the, the, the funny thing about it is that we're, we're supposed to be this, uh, a country of about the the market. Like we're so heavy yeah, on the market, yeah. right? And good investments and bad investments. And uh, we 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 pride ourselves on having good investments. Yeah. But you, at the same time, you invest in shit like that. Yeah. yeah. What is like you say? What is your return? Like, yeah. Like, what's the return? Like, like, I is. It basically like we're we're we're, we're gambling. Yes, we're, we're big gambling. Yes, and so <laughs> I like I think the bigger thing there, especially in the Ukraine, is like okay, you know, forget about the return on the event, but it's like, you know, we're sending all this money, we're sending all this equipment over, but again, it's like I asked, to what end? I mean, because all I hear Good is boy. people screaming freedom. People screaming, let's kick the Russians out. Let's, you know, and that's probably not going to happen because let's be real here. Russia's not going to take an L like Russia's not going to just be like, well, we lost time to pack up and go home. Like, no, that's never how, but that's never been how they've operated ever. And if that's what happened, Putin would be dead by the end of the week. A Russian oligarch would have him knocked off by the end of the week because he's got to answer for a lot of their money. Let's He's got to answer for all billions and billions and billions of Russian dollars. And if he just says we lost, He's going to fucking die, dude. So guess what? He'll go to the nuclear option before he just takes the L. That's why everybody keeps trying to sell this nuclear war that's going to happen. Now, he could hit the button and literally nothing could happen because of broken down equipment, (laughs) short circuit. I mean, it really, I mean, it's like if they hit the nuclear button and they went to launch a missile out of a silo, there's a 50, 50 shot that it would explode before it left the silo. Right. I mean, you know, but he's willing to take those risks because he's a man with his back against the wall. Uh, And you know, the UN is just talking more and more about, all right, dude, we're going to fucking do it. We're going to get involved. And so it's, you know, you can start to see his worry, his, you know, and, and why he's not going to just take the L on this. But again, he's kind of laid out more clear, like a clear end run to this war. Like, if you guys want this war to end, this is what we want. We haven't done that. We've just been like, get out of the Ukraine. We want freedom. And he's like, well, I want the Nazis to not be running the Ukraine, which there's some truth to what he's saying. Let's not forget the fact that when Nazi Germany fell, the Eastern Bloc of Europe was just physically the closest fucking place to Germany. Like a lot of Nazis just went next door. You know what I mean? So there is kind of like a seed of truth to like, hey, the Ukraine is flooded with Nazis. Yeah, (laughs) it could be actually. You know, there's a lot of places flooded by Nazis that weren't close to Nazi Germany. I can only imagine what happened next door, you know. Uh, so he's talking about, you You know, they want to get them out because the Russians uh, fucking hate Nazis because 
fucking World War II, you know, Stalingrad and all. Uh, so you kind of understand that. And then at the same time, again, you kind of understand it's like there are ethnic Russians in the Ukraine that still want to have their houses and live where they're living, but not be in the Ukraine. So it's like, you know, yeah. yeah. And so if you go to the negotiating table, you know, then you can come to that middle ground of peace that doesn't lead us into a fucking nuclear war. But you can't go to the negotiating table when one half is just going freedom, get out of the Ukraine. Like you can't do it. You know, it's just like, that's not a fucking negotiation tool. If I came to you, Jay, and you were like, okay, I want to sell you this uh, bag of chips for $3. And I said, freedom, get out of the Ukraine. You would look at me like I'm fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Jesus. What kind of, well, what kind of chips are they though? What kind of chips? The fucking all dressed ruffles. Oh, you know what no. I mean? <laughs> it is kettle. I don't want them. I kettle chips. They're Cape Cod kettle chips. You oh, can keep God. them, little bitches. Terrible. You can keep them, little bitches. <laughs> Fuck the kettles. Yeah, I don't like kettle chips either. I just, I, there's a certain texture to potato chip and super hard potato, ain't it? It's you know? fucking, it hurts to no. eat. Yeah. Like, even if you moisturize it, like, you know, what? it still doesn't work. Moisturize it? I mean, you know, which is saliva. Oh, so. okay. All right. I was like, Jay. It, it doesn't <laughs> work, man. <laughs> I'm about to dip my chips in some milk. I don't know. There's something with this shit. I, I, I you know, I, honestly, I'd rather have pork rinds than get kettle chips. I fucks with pork rinds, though. You know what I mean? They are right. They are all right. I don't know why they got that reputation that they're like a grandpa snack. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, that could have been true, man. I mean, yeah, maybe your grandfather got down on a bag of pork rinds, but that's probably because your grandfather knew what tasted good. You know flavor, what I'm saying? Flavor. Exactly. <laughs> you, we're talking about depression era people who wasted nothing. Yes, of course, they took a potato peeler and peeled off some fucking pork. Yeah. You know? And they put it in a deep fryer and they said, this is fucking delicious. You know, it's happened to Funyuns. I think they're still around, goddammit. I haven't seen a Funyun. They're getting exceedingly rare. Thank God. That is a thing that does need to die. I remember even as a kid, I would look at a bag of Funyuns and just think the only people that eat these are trash. Like the only people that are munching down on a bag of Funyuns live in fucking trailers. And in fact, that's not even fair because I grew up in a trailer and I didn't fuck with Funyuns. Like it's like Funyuns. Dude, that's for a real ditch child. That's for like a kid who perpetually stinks. Like <laughs> Funyuns, dude. I mean, you're talking about an you're just eating onions. You're just eating a bag of onion but rings. They're fun. They're not fun. <laughs> they're not fun. If they flavor, if they flavor the funyun and they do everything else, it may be all right. If they made a sriracha funyun. What are you gonna flavor on. a funyun with that would taste remotely good? Barbecue. You want a barbecue funyun? I mean, they do. They put hot cheese on everything else. They put hot this, hot that's, that. Yeah, that's every true. fucking thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, dude, even like the packaging of funyuns. Like you see that yellow ass bag of funyuns uh. come out of somebody's lunchbox, and you were just like, "That's the stinky kid in class." Yeah. Like that's that kid. He got pee pants. You know what I mean? He got streak drawers. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. That kid's got streak drawers. <laughs> that kid, yeah, dude. That kid's out of this world, man. I went uh, to I went to buy it. Uh, like, whose parents wake up in the morning and they're just like, I'm going to send my child out into the world with a satchel of Funyuns. Like, just they are armed <laughs> with Funyuns and imagination. Why like, is that true? <laughs> it's just a fun way to say a bag, you know? Uh, but, like, it's like, like, what parent in their right mind? I'll tell you who. Parents who've talked to CPS a time or two. That's who. The parents who are just like, okay, I'm sending this kid off with a bag of Funyuns. Now I'm going to call my CPS supervisor to let them know the kid is on their way to school. You know? They're not missing the fourth day this week. Did you have, uh, like, well, I know you had a small school, so like yeah. maybe a five-year in the cafeteria. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> right? But was there, out of that five, were there like at least two with like the really good high-end lunch? Yes, absolutely. There was always those kids with the high-end lunch. I was talking about it on stream the other night. 
I was jealous of the kids who worked at fast food places in high school. You ever known any of them who, like, at 15 years old, they worked at Wendy's till 2 o'clock in the morning, those motherfuckers? Yeah. And they would come to school the next day with that Baconator or, like, those <laughs> fries or something. Dude, they were, like, a celebrity in the lunchroom, dude. They were just, like, we had kids, like, coming up, giving them money, like, yo, get me a Baconator tonight at work. And it was, like, they would, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they just come into school the next day just burgered out, son, just, like... <laughs> Just like handing out burgers like a fucking celebrity, dude. Just like, yo, take a burger, take a burger. You know what I mean? And it was just like, you're a kid. You're, you know, and you're like, yo, this guy, he's got a job. He's got money. He's got the burger hookup. Like, those are the three things you need in this world. I was that guy. You need a job. You need burgers. You need money. And this kid at 15 was killing it. He had those three. My senior year of high school, I started, I was at McDonald's. Yeah. And I was the manager. Yeah. And I sold, so I had my, my job at McDonald's. God, how sad was that McDonald's that a senior in high school was the manager? Bro, I was killing it, though. I worked like all I, Listen, I'm sure you were killing it. At 475 like, an hour. <laughs> in the corporate structure, like, the district manager's going, dude, this fucking 16-year-old, I'm telling you right now, is killing it. We're going to make him the manager. How bad off does your business have to be? Anyway, continue. <laughs> so, so I would sell uh, for a dollar and like two for fives, Big Macs and whatever. The next day, I, and I, I I had two incomes basically. I had two incomes one at night, one during the day at school and lunch period. And uh, I I was I was low key rich, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I got in trouble uh, when I was in middle school. Um, I had a, uh, my parents owned a business and, you know, vending machines and shit. So I knew the Pepsi delivery oh, guy. Sweet. I knew the Pepsi delivery guy and he would sell me wholesale cases of Gatorade. And so I would buy like a case of 24 Gatorades for like $26 or whatever. And I would go to school and I'd sell them for two bucks a piece. So now I'm making like $22 on a case of Gatorades. The school had a vending machine in the cafeteria that all of a sudden just wasn't getting used because I was, dude, I was selling three or four cases a day at one point uh, where it was like I was going home with $60 in my pocket. Easy. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so the vending machine is not getting used. The uh, Different, you know, uh, delivery companies just like, yeah, no, we don't know what's going on. It's just not making money, whatever. <laughs> Principal found out that I was selling Gatorades. And so he pulls me into his office and he was just like, you know, you can't be doing this. This is bullshit, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, I was stupid and hard headed. And I was just like, well, why can't I be doing this? And he's like, because, you know, you're taking money away from the school. We, you know, the lunch program depends on the money. For and I'm just like, okay, well, it sounds like you guys need to lower your prices to compete mm. with mine. So mm. now I'm being a middle school dick, mm. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he goes, well, you know, you could also, uh, I could report you for operating a business without a license, you know? And he's just like doing the adult thing, trying yeah. to scare me. And I looked right at him and I go, well, how much would it cost for a business license? And I pull all the money out of my pocket and he just goes, no, get the fuck out of my office. Like get out of my like office. Stop doing this shit. And he had the janitor come. They popped my locker open. They took all my Gatorades out. And uh, the principal sent money home to my parents to, you know, pay for the Gatorade that they had taken. Uh, you know, they were just like, we'll pay you back for the rest of the case. But like, He's not allowed to fucking do this. My parents didn't know that I was doing it. So obviously that phone call goes home <laughs> and my father just like, what the hell are you thinking? You can't be. He was more angry that I was mouthing back to the principal yeah. than I was. selling. he was just like, All right, I mean, I get it. You know, you're going to do shit like that. It makes sense. But don't fucking mouth back to people, you know. <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, it was like, I got in some, I got in some fucking trouble, but I was making money, dude. So I was that kid in middle school who was just like, I had just random cash and you like in middle school, you don't know what to do with it. So you're just like, you're in the ice cream line at lunch and you're just like 50 cents a piece. Get one for everybody at the table. Like you're just Close like, on me. yeah, you, yeah exactly. <laughs> dude. Choco tacos for the gang, son. <laughs> and like everybody's cheering. And shit. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? The fucking lunch ladies back there high-fiving each other like fucking he's gonna make it somewhere you know and uh but now nah, dude like that was that was eventually it all came to an end well, i i had so much money i was able to bribe bullies from stop bullying oh <laughs> see i didn't have bullies like, i was, it was the the number, I mean, like not for me but like right. for the other people like it, cause i would get in trouble for, for fighting bullies so my mom like, okay stop fighting i right, fine 
So I stopped fighting, but you know what? I'm gonna be a hustler. I'm a hustler. I'm gonna I'm buy lunch stamps, lunch tickets, sell those. I'm gonna do the McDonald's, sell yeah. that. And then everybody their peace. Yes. It's harmony. Yes. There's no harm, no foul. <laughs> right. I'm right. doing the right thing. I'm a hot Maganda right now. Yeah, see, I didn't do the right thing. I was just profiting. <laughs> I was a capitalist machine at 14 years old. I was slinging deals and I was, you know, I was ready to expand the business. I was going to get the locker down. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was going to expand into the next locker too because eventually you just run out of space. You know what I'm saying? We got to, yeah. I demand. I was thinking about getting a locker on the other end of the school. You know what I mean? That was going to be like, that was going to be the Southern Distribution Warehouse. You know? And uh, and unfortunately, it's like all my plans just got shit on because the, the, the man came down. Man, you know what I mean? Yep. Uncle Sam came down and put his government fucking regulation on me. The government nanny state get me again. Maybe that's why I got this disdain for the government and just kind of like regulation because it's like from a young age, they were holding me down. Imagine how much money I could have had by the end of that school year, dude. See, Josh, you, I should have known you back then because I would have told you how to do it. See, like I never got in trouble or caught because I had a little working bees. Yeah, see, it's impossible to not get caught where I was because my class was like 10 people. Well, that's true, too. Like, that's that's just like, you can't have worker bees because, like, (laughs) you are the worker bee. Like, like when I said they were trying to figure out who was selling the Gatorade, I basically meant they went to the first kid and said, who'd you get that Gatorade from? They said fish, (laughs) you know? And then they pulled me out of science class and they said, what the fuck, dude? Open your locker, and then I opened the locker, and like a cartoon, they just came cascading out, and it was just like in the in the locker. It was easy. (laughs) I wasn't doing anything wrong. It's not like I was selling drugs. It's not like I was selling pot. It was fucking Gatorade. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to come by. Apparently, it wasn't for me. I had a Pepsi (laughs) delivery man. I had a logistics route at 14 years old. You had the the straight distro. Yeah, I was the distributor. You know what I mean? And it's like I had you know logistics at 14. I was set up. I was set up to run a business, and then it was taken from me. He should have, should have broke his fingers and yeah. cut his tongue out, snitch. <laughs> you can tell it on me, I get your whole family. <laughs> I forgot what happened, but it might have actually been something to do with that. But, yeah, I I did come down on a kid once because, he, <laughs> dude, it was – yeah, dude. You can't I, have that, man. You can't have that truck in the system. Dude, he, I forgot what he did, man. He might have actually stolen cash from me. I think he might have actually stolen oh, money from worse. me. That's worse. Not like a lot, of, but just like, you know, kid shit. You know, he just like, you saw my wallet in the fucking gym room and just took the money out. I found out it was him. And we used to like go down to the, there was a store next to the school. We'd get to the school like a half hour early. We'd go down to the store and we'd grab a couple breakfast sandwiches and walk back up. And I remember there was one, and we fucking, and we're walking down. I knew he had stolen the money from me, and I like we're halfway there. It's in like an alleyway, and I was just like, "Yo, what the fuck, dude?" And I fucking came down on him, and I screamed at him. I I don't remember what I said, but I really put the fear of God in this kid. <laughs> and he went right to the fucking principal again. I was like, "You think he learned your fucking lesson?" He went right to the principal again. He was like, "Yo, he was fucking threatening me." He was like, "If he said if I came and talked to you, he was gonna beat the fuck out of me." And the principal was even like, "So why are you talking to me?" Are you like, stupid? <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? That, that's smart. Listen, I in my old hood, man. Listen, it, you would get shot for five dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> for for that, the business get going. We're not gonna see you anymore. That's it. You gonna get run out of town. Yeah, like that. That we 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 used to run kids out of town. They had cram had to move. Do not mess with our, our business. Jesus <laughs> Christ. So that's why I was like, you know, sometimes I try to repress. Mr. My Johnson, <laughs> your son fucked up. It's time to sell your house. Like what? <laughs> and then, yo, I, I kid you not, bro. I kid you not. One of my brother's friends shot this kid because he owes him three dollars. And what about the money? What about the money? That, that, that he knew he owed it. Yeah. He promised it and he didn't keep his promise. So I feel like pop. shooting him is fucking that's that's he survived. Well that's fine, but that's up there <laughs> on like the list of like you gotta go up the tiers. If you go right to oh. shooting, what's next? Death. For three dollars. Listen, you learned the, the word nah, dude. the word get got around later. And 
And he didn't tell. When he was in the hospital with a bag, he was like, nothing happened. Nothing happened. For he never three dollars. Never told for three dollars. You mess with the Bartons, you know what's going to happen. If to somebody <laughs> owed me three dollars, I'm not shooting them. There, that's 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 extreme. I'm doing little shit. I'm like, I'm like going to their house and putting like a screwdriver under the front door so they can't open it. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to make him have to, like, go out the window to get to work. You know what I mean? And then take the screwdriver. Like, I'm going to do little shit to kind of, like, irritate the fuck out of you. And be like, and, but, like, you know that it's like, oh, dude, I owe the, I got to swing through there after work and get him his $3. And all of this stops. Like, all of a sudden, like, I don't have spray paint on my lawn uh, that, you know, says gay or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's like. Like that's where I'm going. If somebody owes me three bucks and they know, like, uh, like I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna like, you know, <laughs> take your coffee at Starbucks. Like, someone's be like, "Oh, Carl," and I'll be like, "That's me," you know. Like, that's you know, and I'll he'll see me take the coffee and I'll be sipping it as I walk by. I'd be like three dollars, bitch. You know what I mean? Like, that's that, I'm not gonna pop somebody over three dollars. There was another kid in my school with the same name as mine, but different spelling. He had beef with somebody. It wasn't even my beef, but people knew that I was that dude that would fight anybody for 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 my friends. Yeah. So one of my friends would get drunk, and they thought it was the other Jarrell. It wasn't me. Yeah. So I got involved to help my friend. Now I'm yeah. fighting four guys, and they got because they weren't winning. Trying to jump him and me, yeah. They stabbed me. Jesus Christ! <laughs> they, they're so losing. They don't yeah, well, that's move. that's. I mean, that's how fighting goes. That's why I just avoid fights now because people just don't know how to lose. You know what I mean? They get up and they shoot you. I mean, it's like it's really it, fighting is awful nowadays. But anyway, um, see, I was never that friend. My friends always thought I was that friend. They'd be like, "Oh yeah." You know, fucking big fish around. Fuck with these. I had one buddy. It was my friend's 21st birthday. So we went out with a whole group of us on Pearl Street in Albany and a bunch of bars. and shit. We're having a great time. My buddies are fucked up. The one that just turned 21, he's blacked out. You know what I mean? He's like, we're carrying him back to the car, basically. <laughs> Another buddy, he's borderline blacked out. He's like browned out. You know what I mean? But he's acting a fool, you know? And he's, we're walking up Pearl Street in Albany and this like group of black dudes walks up to us and my buddy who's about blacked out, he just goes, yo, it's my buddy's birthday. Say happy birthday. <laughs> and they all turned around. There's five of them. And they just go, yo, fuck your buddy and fuck his birthday. He turns around like, all right, let's fucking fight. And he was like, we got big fish here. And I go, no, you don't. I just kept walking. I was like, sounds like you're going to get your ass kicked right now. Like, I don't know who the fuck you think I am, but no, uh, that's not going to happen. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like if you get into a fight, like, you know, oh my God, like this guy just jumped my buddy. I'm going to try to help. But like, if you start a fight and you're just like, yeah, I got fish here. Nah, you don't. I'm out, dude. Like, have fun with this one. I'll catch you in your hospital bed. Like, <laughs> I'll come visit you. I'll, you know, say hi. But Jesus, God, I don't know what the fuck it is you're thinking. I got a problem. I got a problem. Yeah. Like, even with your brother, uh, 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 Rob. Yeah. Somebody had made a slight comment on on one of his posts that he was talking about the last show we had. Oh, yeah. And I got immediately pissed off. You know, kind of like... Don't talk about my friends. Yeah, yeah, and and like I'm not the guy that will keep talking. I'm going to come to you. Send me the address. I will drive to your fucking I house. I saw that and knock you the fuck comment, out and walk away. The guy that commented <laughs> on my brother's thing was a comedian out of Philadelphia. <laughs> he was, I mean, it was just like so. He's been in the same situation that my brother was in. You know what I mean? It just looks like all right, yeah, this is nursing home comedy. You know what I mean? He's done that. A billion fucking times. So it's like, it is one of those moments where you're just like, all right, let it fucking ride. Because if Rob's got an issue with it, yeah. Rob yeah, will no, fucking I, jump I, down I, the throat. And, and, and I, I figured that too. You know, Rob, Rob, Rob um, to Tony what did, but I was just like, it's it just, it's just like, I, I take, like, people who are, are close, close to me, like, like you're yeah. Rob, like, I, 
I take it personally. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. And I don't know how not to. That's the thing. Like, normally, I'm a, I don't give a fuck person. I think I've been an online gamer long enough <laughs> to know that not to take anything online personally. Like, I mean, you can say literally whatever the fuck you want to me on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. When I did that Sonic review, I did a Sonic, the front, the new Sonic the hedgehog video game for sonic frontiers i did a review where i raked this game over the coals i thought it was trash it looked like bad. and you'd have thought i hung sonic the hedgehog <laughs> this community came at me so fucking hard wow they were telling me uh you know kill yourself i mean it was like dude it was like and A sonic yeah and dude i'm laying in bed reading these Sega? comments first thing in the morning laughing my balls off because these people are just i mean it's like this bothered them so much. <laughs> this, I mean, got under their skin to the point where I know a couple of them saw it. They were like, oh, fuck this guy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Scroll past it. And then it bothered them. And they said, no, fuck that. And they scrolled back and then commented. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I love that feeling. I love online hate. If you see somebody jumping at my shit on Facebook or Instagram, dude, understand that if I haven't responded yet, it's because I'm giggling and coming up with something so outlandish <laughs> to say to these people. I mean, it's like when it comes to online hate, bro, I'm a fucking professional. I've been playing call of duty since 97. Okay. I've been playing online. No, I think the first one came out in 98. I've been, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been playing online call of duty since 98. Son, I know how these people operate on the internet, and I know what to say to get just right into their shit. It's fun for me. So, you know, yeah, I get hate all the time for, you know, the shit I put online or whatever. I get a lot of love, too. A lot of people, you know, comment great, awesome things, and that's really nice of you. But the ones that just come at me with the absolute fucking hatred, dude, I can't, I can't help but laugh. I don't take it personally. I can't help but laugh because it's like, You've got to understand at a certain point, their life, not even their day, their life is so shit, is so spectacularly goddamn awful that the only control they get to exercise throughout their day is going online and dropping a comment like that. Because the moment they drop that comment, they've got a wife that's screaming at them for being a useless piece of shit. They've got a boss that's about to fire them. They've got all of these stupid little things happening in their life that it's like the only control I have is to try to shit on this guy. And I just sit back and go, bruh, you have other phone calls to make right now. <laughs> like you need to apologize to somebody or like something like there's something else here that has nothing to do with me. And I don't give a fuck what it is. But the fact that it's like, you just dropped a, like you just helped me in the algorithms. A, you just drove engagement to my page. Uh, but B like, I know that somebody on this planet somewhere is just sitting and seething over some joke I made on the internet. Like I made noise with my mouth and they are so upset that they have to drop See, a comment like that. So, so, so like my, and you tell me, you know, if I'm right. local, cause I, I probably am, but just say like, when it, like that, I can, that I can, I think to agree. Cause I've, I, my, my rebuttal for people who took comments on, let's for say Cold Duty, for instance. Yeah. I just become like this whale and just really destroy them on PVP. Yeah, like, yeah, no win, like no losses at all. Did, did even, right, destroy them. But when it's somebody local, and I know I have access to them, that I know that they just a drive away. Something inside, I, I think it's the way I was brought up. Like I, I have to let them know that you can get touched. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like I can take this offline. Immediately and right. show up to wherever you're at. Oh, yeah, there's <laughs> absolutely people like that. There's this guy, uh, uh, Pete, on my Facebook who said some shit uh, during the height of the pandemic about how he like got in some old guy's face and screamed at him for not wearing a mask and he was all tough talking and shit. And I think my comment was just like, bro, I hope I see you at a store <laughs> and I'm going to take my mask off in front of you and pray to God you yell at me like that. Like, I mean, because I know you wouldn't like, it's like at the end of the day, I know the only reason you did that is because the only person you feel secure enough with is an old man to yell at them. Like if it were me, it would have been a very cool, you should put your mask on and then walk out the fucking door. You know what I mean? And then I would say something like, shut the fuck up, you idiot. You know? Uh, and then, oh, I, 
on Twitter. Blow me. So should I? So did this somebody that I need to visit this week? Maybe next no, week. don't visit. No, Jay. Can no. I? No. Josh, they need to get visited. They, they, no, they need to be Jay. brought down some more notches. No. And I'm going to do it in a nice way, but not really too nice. No. I won't be physical. It ain't worth it. No, because these people, it's like we were talking about earlier. They don't learn. It's not like they're going to, you know, take the lesson and run with it. These, but these, they never seen that, that side of me. They want to see the nice Jay. Hey, the- <laughs> <laughs> they only, like, maybe they need to see Red Hulk Jay. Just a <laughs> glimpse. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's needed. I I I feel like it's needed. Well, let your conscience be your guide. My but, uh, my conscience is not good. Well, <laughs> then don't. I need a better conscience. I need somebody objective. <laughs> we got to wrap this up and get out of here. We've been going over an hour already now. Um, let's plug the HK show one more time. HK now 703 Vavrick Street next Saturday at 4. I mean, oh, shoot. February 4th, 7 to 10. Doors open at 7. Get your seat. Get your food. Get your drinks. Show starts at 8. Your boy Rob will be kicking it. Oh, shit. Your boy Josh will <laughs> be kicking it off. <laughs> Following uh, Mike uh, uh, Jackson from Syracuse and Mike Terry from Syracuse. Very funny comedians. Uh, we got uh, Frio, the uh, uh, rap artist, and DJ uh, King on the ones and twos. And it's going to be lit, man. It's going to yeah. be lit. Oh, it's oh. always a great time. And we got a 50 50 raffle. We got door. We got prizes. We got, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Games. Yes. Come out. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. It always is at the HK Lounge. All right, we're out of here. Have a great day, evening, whenever the hell you happen to be listening to this.